Welcome to Whiskey Wednesdays, a podcast session with Manny Carrera, your real estate resourcer. Here we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers and shakers of El Paso, Texas, showcasing their experiences and successes along with a unique glass of whiskey every episode. Enjoy. What is up, y'all? Manny Carrera, your real estate resource, and I'm your host of Whiskey Wednesday podcast sessions, where we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers, and shakers. Today, we're going to be kicking off episode number 26 with my special guest, certified meteorologist and El Paso's favorite weatherman, Mr. Chuck DeBroder. Chuck, hey, thank how you. are you? Appreciate yes. it, man. Thank you for being on the show. It's definitely an honor to have you on. You, um, you have a big influence here in El Paso. I know... A lot of people are super excited to hear what you've been up to. You're one of the most interesting men uh, alive right now in El Paso. Man, I've been hiding out in disguises all over town. No, I, I've actually, <laughs> I, you know, enjoying time off, uh, relaxing, but not really, because now I'm working for myself. So I'm getting up at seven in the morning or before, and I'm putting out weather forecasts just like before on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You're working And it. I'm working it. And I, you know, I love what I do. I love weather. I love the power of the mind, psychology. I'm doing a little bit of both. That's uh, awesome. I'm a hypnotherapist for 14 years. So um, I'm enjoying things. But one thing that I answer a lot of people, and I'll answer you if you don't know, I'm staying here in the borderland because I love El Paso, Juarez, Las Cruces, Southern New Mexico. I love the whole area. Awesome. I love the people here too. So. That's awesome. I know El Paso. I'm speaking for El Paso right now. We we are excited to have you here and excited to see what you got going on. I know social media right now. You're definitely working it, and that's really how you caught our eye too. We got excited when we saw you on social media. So you're a man of a lot of traits. You, uh -huh. know, you got some 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 belts behind you. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, who is Chuck DeBroder? And, you know, what does he do here in El Paso? Uh, developed by my, uh, to the point, blunt speaking grandma who I grew <laughs> up with and spent a lot of time. She's German. And Germans think they help you by just being blunt. Like, hey, uh, you've gained like 10 pounds. You <laughs> need to lose weight. Advice. But they're helping you. Yeah. Um, and my mom, who has a loud voice like me. My dad, who has a dry English sense of humor. His parents parents are from the Isle of Guernsey, a beautiful English Channel Island, and uh, his parents are French and Dutch. Wow. My mom is, uh, her mom's from Germany, and she married a, you know, southern ass-kicking Irishman, you know, and uh, <laughs> they, so they there you go. whiskey, too. Yeah, oh, there you go, right there. To the Mordu, and what are we featuring yeah, today? Yeah, so we actually just skipped over that, I'm so sorry, uh -huh. but this is actually one of my favorites, and I'm pretty sure Fernando knows this. This is Basil Hayden's Dark Rye. So Ooh. really smooth. Um, it's aged. Very, yeah, very oaky. Um, so if it's whiskey, it has to be aged minimum four years okay. for it to be considered whiskey. So um, when it comes down to this blend, they actually mix a couple barrels that are different ages into the mix. So it's hard to say the exact age. It's kind of a mix of a little bit of everything. In yeah. Ireland, they have to hide the aging area. Because it doesn't last four years. You know, I mean, really? they, they'll, people find it and they want to drink it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're licking out the yep, yep. Um, What happened to the barrel? It's <laughs> so, so talk to us a little about, you know, your passion. How did you kind of get into news broadcasting? And when did you first know that 
that was kind of oh, the direction you man. wanted to go. And, and you have my bio there. Yeah, we read it. But a kindergarten teacher discovered my talent for talking. I, I talked too much in class, so she, I was interrupting the class, of course, and she took me out of the class, put me in an empty classroom, and with a little Fisher Price like karaoke microphone, said, "Chuck, pretend you're on the radio." And I thought, "This is this is super cool." So she came back over an hour later. I was still talking, and she knew I was destined for a career. But I <laughs> hour later, yeah, I would record on a cassette tape tape recorder. Um, I just always loved listening to the radio. Um, my my dad listened to AM radio, AM okay. talk. Yeah, so grew up in Denver, which is a big sports town. So listened, I knew sports. By the time I was five, I knew most of the Denver Bronco football players. Really, I would go and get autographs and tell them their stats. So you were born you know. into that team. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, um, my parents would dress me in full Denver Bronco gear, like with shoulder pads, everything. From the age of like three or five all the way to 12 and then the neighborhood kids would be like mrs de broder he can play full contact football because he's in pads <laughs> and uh they were, ready to go yeah that accounts for half my brain damage i think now <laughs> but um yeah uh so i grew up around am fm radio and then i also grew up around a mom who loved weather who watched every weathercaster on TV in Denver all the time, and it stuck in the back of my head. I'd be watching the news, and we'd go one weather, and she knew when the other weather started, and then she'd she switch had the back and forth. On point. And then, you know, somebody, she was like, oh, he's full of BS. And, and we wouldn't watch <laughs> that person, we'd watch the other um, weather person. And so that's where I got the passion. I gotta thank my mom for weather. Now, meteorology, which I have my second degree in, right. um, is much more difficult than my first degree, which was in broadcasting and public relations. I did radio, I uh, got paid minimum wage, and you know... Was uh, this for the school? Uh, I did it for school first. Um, freshman, I was the first one to win a Silver Mike Broadcasting Award as a freshman. That's awesome. Um, I was the news director of the college radio station when I was a freshman. Then, I figured out when I was working weekends, getting minimum wage on a professional station, AM, like, I'm not gonna make a living off of radio. So I said, hmm, I'll go into PR, double emphasized. Um, I did corporate PR for Adolf Coors Company, and I was stuck in a cubicle, and I'd come from radio where I was talking, and, you know, people were on their eighth cup of coffee, rolling in it, 10 o'clock in the morning and <laughs> and uh, stressed and they it was an all woman department and I was the only guy so they thought I was going to take their job I was like I'm an intern uh, paid, paid <laughs> intern worry. I'm not going to take your job and so um, but I learned a lot learned yeah. corporate PR saw when there was actually a mouse jammed into a Coors beer can and they did a scientific analysis and the fur off of both the sides of the mouse was was off. They said the mouse was actually canned from the dirty brewery. Oh, in the inside can, the can? In the can, but they had jammed it in to try and get some money from Wow, Coors. there's a so, lot of those. Yeah, huh? Oh, yeah, you know, a lot of hustlers out there. Yeah. So I did that, and then I, I had the best job in the world in college. I, uh, before I got the PR job, every summer, I worked as a tour guide of the world's largest brewery 
Adolf Coors Company. Wow. I went to beer school every summer. I learned all about Hollandtau hops. <laughs> cool. Um, I learned about the barley, caramelization, roasting the barley. Know all about beer. Now, Pacific Northwest and Colorado, the two states that started the craft beer craze years ago. We're talking 30 plus years ago. Wow. Um, and the German influence of some of the German people that settled in Colorado and they just and, had to have pure, their beer. Oh, they their had way. to have their their, <laughs> yeah. their strong beer. Um, and so, uh, a good beer, you don't need to eat. It, there's enough calories for a meal, and uh, but it all depends on the flavor on how they roast the barley, what type of hops. But the number one thing is the water, and the best water in the country comes from Colorado. the source, Colorado, and and then Pacific Northwest. But wow. Colorado's better. That's interesting that you say a good beer has enough calories as a meal. Because mm -hmm. I, I read that Arnold Schwarzenegger after workouts would drink a pitcher of beer. Of beer. Yeah. I think that's how it, it sounds really crazy, but I guess yeah. calorie-wise. Yeah, no, makes because sense. Um, and then it's better for you than bread um, in the way of that type of calories. And Arnold knew way back then, so kind of cool. And I'm back working out again, being healthy. Got to do Feels that. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So at what point, you know, you went from working on radio to working in a cubicle to um, going back getting in front of the camera. Yeah. You know, how was that transition? Because you hear that that that, uh, you know, term, you have a voice for radio. Uh -huh. Well, you had to have also had a face for TV. Oh, and, yeah. And I've been accused. They're like, uh, Chuck, um, we we've done some research and you uh, your ears are too big and you scare people no in Northeast El Paso. And I'm like, <laughs> um, little kids are afraid of watching. No, but they, who's that big? Yeah, and, and that was all made up by jealous management and people who didn't know TV. Um, I went through 18 news directors and seven general managers in 23 years and four months wow. at channel nine. That should tell you how tumultuous and, uh, or toxic channel nine was. Um, but, with all that, I wanted to be on TV, so I went and got the meteorology degree. Figured you should know what you're talking about. Right. You know, just like I see you've researched me, and Definitely. some of the facts he found out about me are kind of scary. I don't Personal. know where he found them. But <laughs> I have your social. Right? <laughs> right. We need to verify your. Yeah. And the thing is, you got to go after what you want. So practice, but perfect practice makes perfect. You can practice all the time, but if you don't put your mind into it right. and watch people who are successful doing it, don't watch your local weather person too much or whatever. Watch people in LA, watch people in New York, Chicago, because those are the people you want to emulate, right? And whatever you do, watch the best and pick up on little habits. So I would record other markets. It was tougher back then I would actually order tapes because the internet you have to wait wasn't quite then. Too, yeah, right? yeah. I would order <laughs> tapes in other markets and watch other people. But then I would record the local guy and I would record him when he was on a live shot because then he wasn't in front of the graphics. There's no teleprompter. And well, then, there is still a teleprompter. Yeah, there's teleprompter, but in weather it's all ad lib. So at home I would play the VHS Back then, you, you remember the yeah, tape? I do, okay. I do. Okay. Um, and so VHS recording of the weather guy, I would stand in front of my TV 
in Pueblo, Colorado, in Lubbock, Texas, in Denver, Colorado, and practice. And I practice. So then when I went into a TV station and they said, hey, get in front of the camera, we're going to record you. And they're like, uh, in Lubbock, the main weather guy went and asked for a renegotiation on his contract because I was too good in my audition and he thought I was being brought in to get his job. I'm like, no, I just want my first job because <laughs> I'm, I'm making more money at Chili's, which I ended up than my first job. Eight bucks an hour, Lubbock, Texas, NBC. And I love KCBD uh, uh, and still the same news anchor team for like 48 years. Wow. Karen McKay and Abner Uresti, he goes by. And, um, and for a Latino to last 48 years in Lubbock, that's saying a lot. Because yeah. uh, you know, I encountered my first racist people ever. I've heard, and yeah, uh, I've heard. Now it's balanced out, but right. back 24 years ago, they were like, oh, uh, I'm so glad you're not black or Mexican. And I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not renting this place. You know? <laughs> right. I'm like, what does that have to do? Or I would speak to the Lions Club in Mule Shoe, Texas, and they're like, oh, you work on that station with that colored boy. And I'm like, wow. what color is that? Like, um, you know, I grew up in Denver where uh, I didn't say my black friend James, my Mexican friend Ron Vigo. Right. I, I said James and Ron. Yeah. yeah. And so that kind of shocked me. Yeah, but and it's, it's shocking that... I love Lubbock, by the way. A lot of nice people there, but... Yeah, and I yeah. think that's kind of that that type of, you know, mindset is kind of decreasing. I, I think it's definitely going down. A lot of people are becoming a little bit more open-minded. Diversity yeah. acceptance is, is... I mean, don't judge a p person until they prove themselves mean to you. And that's about it. And then if they're mean... As my grandma De Broder, who was pretty mellow, says, my dad quotes it, there's nice people and then there's some not so nice people in the world. And that's all there is. Mm -hmm. And you want to hang out more with the nice people. The nice people. Yeah. You get to choose your circle, right? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So you did some years out in Lubbock. You were working for N NBC? NBC Lubbock, eight bucks an hour, and I had to work at Chili's. Chili's part-time. Yeah, no, because I drove down to Lubbock and my girlfriend at the time got a $10,000 signing bonus from the um, hospital and she was a graduating nurse. I'm like, great. And I'm like, 10 grand. And then they're like, hey, we're going to pay you eight bucks an hour. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so um, at first I went to Lubbock and the news director says, oh, this is my last day. Right. I had been working at Chili's and so I got a job at Chili's in Lubbock auditioned at the ABC, CBS, then I drove around, auditioned, and um, finally the same NBC that was going to hire me, hired me, Diane Dotson, thank you for hiring me, Diane. and she, uh, she liked my style, liked my sense of humor, and I did weekend weather, and I filled in for mornings and nighttime, and I did chilies, and I was about half the weight I am now, because you know, Weird. I ate one meal a day. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have time. Working, you know. Um, and so, finally, El Paso called me and said, how would you like two and a half times your salary to move to El Paso and work one job instead of two? And I said, always loved El Paso. And hopped in the car and, and came here. Life. And, and um, they didn't tell me I had to do mornings and weekends. And there was only a weather, <laughs> weather person. 
but you know TV now I guess it always has been a little bit abusive work-wise but they really you know to be on TV people say oh that's easy but sometimes they make you work until 1130 at night and then you got to get up at 2 and work a morning show yeah and you're a zombie and that's why um, you guys need the, the makeup oh yeah no right? no <laughs> I'm not wearing it tonight. I'm like, hey, should I wear makeup? Huh? We should. Hopefully, we're at one, a point where we have a makeup crew. Well, you got a great camera, great skillful yeah. production person Definitely. here. So, yeah. Um, you know, and the lighting is making me look ten years younger. So. <laughs> hopefully, me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, uh, Lubbock taught me a lot. Everything you do in life teaches you a lot. Definitely. But um, I fell in love with El Paso. I grew up a little around Little Chihuahua, Little Juarez in Denver off of Federal, which now has been gentrified so much, the people that I used to hang out with there couldn't even afford to eat on a restaurant really? on the street. Yeah, uh, The average cost of a house in Denver is 500000 for a fixer-upper. Yeah, that sounds and, like Miami. And, that's, yeah, yeah, that's why I came back. And, and Boulder's a million average cost. Yeah. Boulders. Well, that that market alone has been increasing just over the last four years because of the new laws that they passed. A lot of people are moving. No, and there. I invented the word, and I've said it before, but marijuanaification is uh, of Colorado. Um, the traffic, you have to ride the light rail or the buses. It's like SoCal. It's like in San Diego or LA on the highways. In Denver, a lot of times during the day. So unless you want to, you know, unless you're listening to um, language tapes, learning a new language, or <laughs> yeah. or watching YouTube or whatever while you're driving. You spend most of your life in your car. Um, really? So um, my parents are always like, move back. I said, mom, dad, I would have to live in your basement. <laughs> and, you know, and, <laughs> right. you know, and then. It's it's crazy how, how affordable I think El Paso is. It's just, we were talking a little bit about the market out here and. And you're in real estate. You, yeah. you see the Californians coming here and they freak out. Yeah. And pe people are like, really, that's all? They're buying what houses house? right now for what a down payment would be for a house over there. You know, they're buying it cash over here. I can't believe I saw a brand new F series Ford truck for a hundred grand. I'm like, I would have to live in that. <laughs> right. And I'd have to shower at the Y. The and the Starbucks is like, here's Chuck using our restroom again. <laughs> you know? Chuck's back. <laughs> Chuck's back. Give him some hot water. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I love El Paso for the cost of living. Then it makes us a little cheap, too. When we travel, we're like, damn. Yeah, right. When you go, especially when you go out and get a $20 Michelob Ultra. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, what? what? 20 bucks? <laughs> Never mind. I'm good. Yeah, that's right. The water. And, they, to the store and then they have water surcharges. I talked to somebody who right. went to the Raiders game. I, I guess it was in Phoenix or whatever, or it might have even been in Oakland. But a bar near the stadium, fifteen dollar cover just to go in and drink a beer or whatever. Or I'm like, well, beer. no, sorry. Um, yeah, I'll, go, I'll go farther away. And, right. Mm. Thank God for El Paso, right, with our $2 you call it. Oh. The fun, all the fun specials. Yeah, and I talk about it all the time. We're the highest Bud Light consuming city per capita in the nation. That. And, um, yeah, we drink quite a bit here. Yeah. It's um, a lot of parties. We celebrate a yeah, lot for a lot yeah. of reasons. But, you know, there's big families. Quinceaneras. Yeah. Birthdays. Quinceaneras, birthdays. And I think overall nightlife in general out here in El Paso oh, yeah. is just... And I love the culture, but you have Teal with like a 20-pack comes in 
and then you have Abuelita with a 30 pack saying, Mijo, help me. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody's being and, there. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, but best Mexican food in the whole nation, right here. Mm. Phoenix, forget it. Yeah, you can't get it anywhere else. Albuquerque, so. sorry. Um, Albuquerque. I call it, but for many Even reasons. Even San Antonio, too. Yeah. There's a lot of Mex-Tex yeah. Tex, they throw rice into everything. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? Are you like testing a new menu for, <laughs> for Taco Bell? Or what? <laughs> right. But Cheese and yeah, rice on everything. A rice chalupa inside a burrito chili riano. I'm like, okay. Yeah, Taco Bell's getting this. And then right? northern New Mexico, they're not Mexican. They're Indian and Spanish. Okay? Right. Because they'll, they'll be chingasos coming your way. Yeah. If you say, yeah, but they, blue corn on everything. Blue corn. And I love blue Out here corn. here in New Mexico? Yeah, yeah, northern New Mexico. Blue corn tortillas, Santa Fe. Yeah, um, Santa Fe's yeah. Santa Fe's awesome. Oh, and I love Santa Fe. Mm -hmm. uh, La Tomasitas. With the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How so? When you got to El Paso, did you know Spanish, or is that something you had to pick up along the way? I I knew a few of the bad things, and you know, um, uh, you know, I I flow. I've got angry uh, bilingual flow now going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you but, get that. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I learned more now, and I'm in Juarez. But my grammar's not there. I speak German and English, and the grammar's different. And a Latin-based language. U.S. schools need to go back and teach Latin, but the reason they don't, the lawyers and doctors don't want us to know what they're talking about with the Latin words, but they need to yeah, teach... Yeah, because that's all legal. I uh, know, it's all legal and they're messing with your body and your right, mind yeah. and, and how much they're going to charge you. Um, and so Latin-based romantic languages are similar. So if you know Spanish, it's easier to learn Italian and French. Right? right? What's the other romantic language? Is there? Uh, I don't know. Those three, for sure. And so, um, it really would benefit me, but I just have to sit down and just sabesque, you know, and throw in words. Take your time. Yeah, you know, take my time. And yeah. I have people in Juarez that, well, they see me, oh, oh, shock. Canal de Noticias Nueve. Clima. <laughs> And, and they talk to me and I'm like, mm, yeah. I'm like, por la noche, personalmente, nublado y con vientos ligeros, un poquito frío. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, you get your... Yeah, your yeah, mind. I got the weather down. But then they're talking about other stuff and I'm like, what? Yeah, you get the weather Spanish. That's yeah, all yeah. you really need then, I guess. So talk to me about that experience with News Channel 9. You were obviously, you know, with them for a long time. Your name obviously did, you know, get out there and your brand, I would say, your name really got known because of that new station. So talk to me a little bit about the experience. Yeah, um, you know, I went through a lot of bosses and I lasted through all except for September 12th, was it? Um, uh, they fired me over the phone, which was pretty wimpy after 23 years, four months. But I love weather. I love doing it. And that's why I'm still posting it. You're going to see video of me doing weather here in the next week, that's awesome. maybe, or so. My agent, my better half, my wife here, Rosario. Rosario. She's over here. But, uh, uh oh, so, they're gonna, uh, the, gonna the camera's the gonna camera. pan. Uh oh. <laughs> we're gonna pan the camera. Yeah. And we're taking it off. You know, Rosario. just like any Latina Fuerte, she gets more than half. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. She and I still have dos huevos. Gracias a Dios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> 
So but, talk to me about your partnership. What what is what do you guys what do you guys do? How do you guys help each other? I know as far as the graphic designs and all that stuff too, right? Yeah, I design all the graphics. I um, tell him what to do, awesome. how going, and um, and most uh, most of all encourage to go. That's awesome. Yeah, to make goals and and to you know get up. And, and get things done. And now Facebook today was hacked internationally. Did you know that? No. And they I had all kinds of Facebook. problems uh, posting. It took forever. And then now I have three Wattis forecasts and I have really? other forecasts because um, it had problems. Um, I think it was hacked, but there, Facebook said there were problems nationally. But um, I post Instagram. I love Instagram because it's instant. Facebook is a mafia. They hold you hostage. They want, <laughs> they want you to throw money at them. Yeah, there's some to, ads, to, right? Yeah. They're so like, then we're not going to let nobody them. see until yeah, you Yeah, yeah. And you're in real estate, so you're like, I want people. And then it says 15 people have seen this. I'm like, what? Yeah. And then, then they're like, but you if you pay them. us money, yeah. maybe then, 60 will see it. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually been heavy on social media ads and things. Mm -hmm. um, so I've definitely seen my, my marketing budget going a lot more towards Instagram and Facebook. It's definitely working for me, so I could imagine building, kind of rebuilding your brand, yeah. right, on social media is what you're kind of doing. Yeah, and, and the thing is, um, they did surveys and they didn't like it. Some of the managers would rip off my name off of a old school photo where we used to autograph and take it around the home show and say, who's this? And people would say, Chuck DeBrother. And they were amazed that everybody knew, well, I have like a 96 to 98% full name recognition it's called a Q rating, and um, they're amazed, and they all wanted to get rid of me for some reason um, because I wasn't like ultimate GQ perfect. I wasn't, but I'm myself. And people remember personalities. People watch or listen for personalities. You have right. a personality. That's why you have the following right. on what thirteen formats now. Yeah, um, across our uh, blog. Video blog nation. Yeah, which, our bloggers and yeah, our, our and video that's where watchers. the eyes are leaving TV. Yeah. The broadcast networks are bleeding viewers. I read that quote from TV Newsday the other day. Football ratings are up. If you have a football game, that's great. Or uh, what is it? The the Ninja. American, American Ninja. Ninja. Oh, I'm addicted to that. Me too. Yeah, and, I like that. And then you're like, damn, I wanted to make it. Come on. <laughs> Come on. If you haven't watched it, it's great obstacle course. And, yeah. And, uh, I think it's been around for so many years. It's yeah. just been called different things along the way. But yeah. it's so funny because you got to see pretty bad wipeouts. And oh, yeah. And but... then it was kind of taken from a Japanese show. Yes, that's which, the one. Which I was watching. And they had like spinning like wheels that you had to jump the log arms. Or else you ended up in like, it wasn't like a swimming pool. It was like a nasty pond with right. killer carp that might, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know suck Swimming your arm off there, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, it just, uh, so broadcast is not really where people are watching. They're watching Netflix. Right. The series on Netflix and Amazon and YouTube, they're getting, they're getting stars, name stars with great writers. And you can watch it at any time. You don't have to watch at seven o'clock. You don't have to go to the gas station and rent it out with yeah. DVD either, you know? Or or you know, somebody outside the gas station that used to go pss, pss, Yeah. Well, I got some DVDs <laughs> here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make that movie funnier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
And so now that's all changed and yeah. TV has changed and hasn't modified with it or modified too slowly. Right. And so now I'm taking advantage of that. And I, I see some of the networks, I put out a tease and now uh, I believe Channel 7 or something, Doppler Dave had some sort of, is it gonna be a cold winter? Well, let me tell you, it's gonna be a normal winter, which will be colder than the last five winters. And uh, we'll actually see maybe three, four days of El Paso snow this awesome. year because it's a weak El Nino, which means there's more humid air coming in. I'll tell you that, you don't have to watch a half hour long show. Um, <laughs> you heard show. it first. But um, yeah, again, when you study weather, you study something you love, um, it's a passion. And again, I love the power of the mind. I love watching people. Right. Um, you know, uh, people would see me out and about. I love live music, you know, from my Denver days. And people see me at a bar and they're like, Chuck, they always used to say, I always see it Cincy. I'm like, okay, well, first, hold up. <laughs> what does that say about you? You always see you always me. See me? You're so always true. out too, so don't be hating. Why are you guys you know? hating on Chuck? Yeah, just because <laughs> I'm on TV. Let have some fun. And then at 10.30 at night, they'd be saying, hey, are you going back and doing the weather? No, fool, I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm here to chill, uh, you know, so. But I think El Paso respects me because I, I hang out anywhere. I, uh, right. When I first got here, I went to Segundo Barrio before it was all chopped up and everything, and it was real Segundo. And uh, I was only pinchy wedo at this party. And, <laughs> Chuck uh, was last you know, in the Segundo and, you know, Barrio. <laughs> and, you know, you know. He just got to El Paso, he didn't know yeah, where he was. Were, uh, and then, Couple of girls are like, E, are you on TV? You know, they wanted the Chuck DeBroder College Scholarship for <laughs> oh, two or three of their, yeah. their kids, but they were, no, I was cool. And they started ripping off wood off the neighbor's house to burn in their instant fire pit because it was winter, and they're throwing it in. They're taking off, they, yeah, they're taking from the pieces. House? Yeah, like parts of their shed and everything. <laughs> they're burning in the backyard. I'm like, great. And this one guy, because I was wearing a, tar uh, a tie, he's like, hey, hey, he's a narc. He's a narc. I'm like, no, I'm a weatherman. I'm not a narc. And, um, but I fit in. And, yeah. you know, I've been in situations where, you know, there's been Texas Rangers and Border Patrol, and they're all super cool to where there's some gang members and, and uh, you know, people in nefarious uh careers do i care what you do no good there's nice and not so nice people like right. grandma says and there's good and bad people as long as you're nice to me i don't you know whatever you do you do yeah i mean we all gotta hustle in our own way definitely. to make money and to pay the bills so definitely there you go and well that's awesome I'm and really that's why basil Hayden's is sponsoring my next weather graphic. No. Basil <laughs> Hayden's and Topo Chico. And Topo Chico. Topo Chico actually follows the podcast. Oh my God, when I was yeah. sick, and six years ago, um, thanks to this woman, she helped save my life, but I, I almost died. But when I I was sick, I lo loved Topo Chico, I still do to this day. I love it too, I and, drink it every day. And, and people that come to El Paso, Brianna Pitts, a beautiful blonde, she's on a Boston TV station now. She was our main anchor at Channel 9. She fell in love with Topo Chico and she has like cases that she searches really? the Boston area and stuff. Well, because this stuff is from Mexico. Coke bought it, 
but yeah. it's produced from Mexico. It got so popular. You yeah. know you're popular when Coke buys you. When Coke buys yeah. anything, yeah. It's, when a big company buys. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So let's talk a little bit more about your social media because I think that's getting me super excited okay. to see what kind of direction you're going. We talked a little bit about, you know, the turn of attention right now. It's going away from typical marketing which was mm -hmm. you know the bench ads the tv commercials and things like that now it's it's all here on on this little device here you know attention is all here i could tell you for sure my business alone my real estate business 90 percent of it is powered by social media by instagram and, and facebook and you got to hire chuck to to do your 10 second ad right here yes there we we're go. gonna get him we're gonna get him oh yeah right there <laughs> oh, <laughs> and um no but it's 10 seconds 15 max attention span, right? right? On social media. If it's like 17, 18, you're like, damn, this commercial's long. I mean, that's how technology has changed us. Um, but in the same aspect, it gets us to the point, yeah. right? I actually think that that may have changed in literally the last year or so. Yeah. It's, it's probably about four to five seconds. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's and, scary, but you and, really have to come quick. And to the point. And, and don't make me sad because I'm a talking animal. <laughs> and, and how does it feel, you know, Four seconds, I'm like, I'm Chuck. <laughs> hey, I'm Chuck, but. <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> it's really, it's crazy. Topo Chico. Yeah, you really have to cram in enough information in that 15 second gap, you know, for you to be, yeah. for you to have that punch. Yeah. You know? Um, I have a, actually a national beer company that's gonna sponsor me here coming up and I'm going to interview some people. I'm going to have you guys awesome. on too and all the podcasters that have, have benefited me. I'm going to have you guys and we'll, we'll pimp out your, your houses and whatever. Yeah. We'll, show, yeah. we'll take a tour. Yeah. Um, we'll do it. But, um, it really has come down to entertainment is by choice. And you like, again, people watch this podcast for your personality. They watch for the right. content and, um, uh, tomorrow, uh, I'll talk about it. Um, make sure my cameraman shows up on time there, Chris. But um, uh, we're interviewing a director from El Paso that's in Vegas now that produces horror movies and like sci-fi horror oh, wow. and everything. Uh, Joe Lujan. Oh, um, do you know Joe? Yes. Yeah, so um, I actually let me tell you a funny uh -huh. story. Now that you bring up Joe. Um, this was probably about six years ago. I used to do, I used to rap. Oh yeah. I used to do music so you're, here. you're a fellow rapper? Yes sir, okay. yes sir. <laughs> I, uh, I used to do music here in El Paso and one of my first music videos, uh, it was called As You Are. It was on 104.3 uh -huh. and all that. He directed the video for us and he helped us produce it. And he had the crew come with the makeup and oh, I was like, what the hell, you know? But it was super official, it was really cool. Joe's a super creative guy. Uh, yeah, and I'm interested because I want people to know about the successful people that come from El Paso. Definitely. That don't let the biggest small town in America um, mentality, keep, mentality yeah. keep them down, that they can actually make it and go after their dreams 100%. and not listen to their TO or listen to uh, someone that says, oh, you need to get a warehouse job or whatever. No, do what you love in life. Right. And eventually you get paid for it. Yeah. And um, uh, it may take some eating a lot of top ramen and, you know, yeah, struggling. grinding, right? But yeah, you've got to grind. And so I'm interested to talk to him 
hoping he'll give me a part in one of his new movies. That's There's awesome. a new one. He's going to actually shoot, come back and shoot in El Paso, which is cool. Um, and then uh, I was in Crystal Poppins' video. Oh, that's uh, awesome. A couple of Miss, uh, Miss Diaz, Poppins. Diaz Jr. and Crystal. Yeah, Diaz yeah. Jr. shot it. And that was all pro. And that was like uh, a Canon Red well, first time yeah, I've seen Yeah, they're it. doing, well, he's with, um, I forget the, the gentleman's name, but uh -huh. they have the whole crew. Danny. Ro um, Roger Argenis from. Yes. Uh, so uh, they're official. They're doing music videos for Snoop Dogg and oh, yeah. Dr. Dre and. Oh, yeah. Know, yeah. They're they're the next level. No, and sure. and they're cool people. And a shout out to them if they're watching. Uh, uh, I was they they had a party in the back of a U-Haul was their thing, and they made it look like everybody was just partying in this U-Haul out in the middle of nowhere. This was part of the music video. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> awesome. uh, I was in that, and then uh, I got into this um, movie called Plasma Sword. And the director, Carlos, from Mexico City, came in and it was in a warehouse off of Texas I was supposed to go. And I wasn't given a script or anything. And I go in and it's all official. Like you said, like there's boom mics and professional yeah, people. They get those, I'm uh, like, okay. And they're like, okay, you're in a cafe and everything. And there's just a table there and it's like in the dark. I'm like, okay. But when you see the movie, it looks like you're in a cafe, you know? Yeah. The and, whole setup. Yeah, there. whole setup. But there's the boom mic, and I'm like, okay, where's my script? And they said, oh no, Chuck, um, it's all ad lib. I'm like, yes, because <laughs> this you know, is what you're used to. That's what I do for weather every day. Yeah. So I was an uncle mad at my nephew who made the external hard drive, made me millions, and then he got on this trip. He wanted to make a lightsaber, a uh, plasma sword. You can't say lightsaber because of uh, <laughs> Disney and George Lucas. They'll see oh, okay. a legend lightsaber. It was a plasma sword. Like totally a plasma different. Sword, totally different. Made from different crystals and everything. Whole so different whole story. different thing. So and he basically bankrupt me and it's me and my lawyer there. You gotta rent it. It's on Vimeo. It's a dollar ninety nine. It's really? twenty eight minutes filmed all here. In El Paso. He's Pro. done some cool short films. Oh, yeah. Some really cool short films. Austin Savage is in it. And, uh, really? Um, he's my nephew. And um, uh, basically, he, he turned homeless. But uh, it's, a, it's a movie of hope. 28 minutes. And awesome. so, Short and sweet. So I started seeing all this stuff happen in the last couple years. And I was a part of it. I wasn't under contract from Channel 9. And I shouldn't have been when I left. But oh, well. Um, they can't keep me from being me. Right. And they don't own my personality. I gave them ratings for my personality. I had former general managers who would have me show up at car dealerships, furniture stores, charge a $1,000 Chuck DeBroder appearance fee, and not even tell me, make me drive my own car and pocket the $1,000. Really? And, and once I found that, I'm like, this is bullshit. Because uh, they said, well, I have one GM say, we made Chuck DeBroder. I go, no, my mom and dad made me on a cold winter night in Loveland, Colorado ski resort. And my dad was actually going after my mom's friend and hooked up with my mom, okay? And I happened. They made And I'm not angry. <laughs> no, uh, no, but they're like, oh, we made Chuck DeBroder. Really? Okay, yeah, they gave me a platform which people could see me. But if I sucked, 
They wouldn't watch. The 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 market doesn't lie. No. If the, if you're good, you're good. If you're not, you suck. You know. Yeah. For you to be in this business for that long, you could definitely see that El Paso has taken you in. And I personally can tell you that I've I've seen you out. And for me, what it tells me is that not only do you have a platform, but like we were talking a little bit before this, you're you're really connecting with the city. You're being a part of the city and yeah. everything that the city has to offer. You're there and you're literally living the culture that we're living in. And you know, I haven't been on since September. I'm still taking pictures and in Apuadas and here. And you know, some people say I watch every night. I don't explain that I'm not on or anything. All they want to know is they want you to acknowledge them and that's cool. And I've seen TV people in the past, especially when I moved here, there was a weather guy. My mom and dad was were by me on my, um, God, what was I driving? Uh, uh, 76 Ford Granada when I came here oh, and yeah you know <laughs> it had a 351 Cleveland engine yeah. but with a 302 transmission okay. so you jam on it you're yeah, grinding you're, up the transmission I went through like 10 transmissions really the transmission guys like hey Chuck I'll give you a discount um, you know <laughs> you're, best yeah, yeah, you're our best customer and uh, but um, my parents are buying me new tires and the weather guy's there, and I said, hey, mom and dad, this is the chief meteorologist on the other station. He looked at me, looked at my parents, and went, hmm, and walked off. I'm like, you know. Really? And now we'd say, pinche pendejo, you know? Yeah, <laughs> <I'd> say, <laughs> Can you say that on this? Yeah, you okay, can say anything okay. you want. All right, I don't, know, I don't know what that means. You can means. throw your arsenal. That I, I, don't, I really don't know what that means. <laughs> but no, you're like, why do you go out of your way to be, People just want to be acknowledged. That's right. it. And so um, I take a picture with everybody. Now, what they do with that picture, sometimes, you know, or whatever. Out of your control. You know, I end up in Snapchat and they <laughs> Photoshop me. And, you know. <laughs> the flames behind <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I don't turn down anybody. And so a lot of people are sad I'm not on every night. But in the same aspect, I think it'll be better just because media has changed and that's why i'm here that's why i'm supporting all the video podcasts that's awesome because you are um this is where people are watching and, and yeah, especially el pasoans you know there's a lot of el pasoans that i think you know like we talked about you have built a name here in the city you mm -hmm. are a part of the city you know when they think chuck de broder they think weatherman when they think weather they think chuck de broder um so for you to still stay connected to the city like this and still keep doing what you love, you know, on social media, I think that says a lot. And, and I think people are, are afraid, uh, I'm like at Channel 9 to kind of, uh, and the management kind of hate because they know that's me. Right. And they know they're really not going to stop that. And they probably know that it was a bit of a mistake. Um, I know a lot of viewers and a lot of people who post and, and um, you know, They'll post their nine-day forecast and they'll say, "Oh, too late! I already saw Chucks." They post in the <laughs> yeah. comments, you know. Um, late on that. And uh, I'm doing seven days because you know you go much more past a week and it goes down to 30-year climatology averages. Right. And uh, so our average high for today is 65. I hit the low yesterday, 36. It was 66. Hit the low and high. Hit the low this morning, 38. And I believe I hit. The high today, 65 on the dot. So, so for most people yeah. like myself that didn't know this, yeah. you're not reading a script when you're telling the weather. You're actually doing your own research and you're predicting the weather. No. 
Yeah, I said um, earlier off camera, you know, and, and, and like in Corrente Cuatro and Juarez, they wanted me to train the ch Clima Chicas with Dos Frente Frios <laughs> coming your way. And I'm like, um, you know, they wanted me to do all their graphics, all their forecasting, teach them weather. Really? You know, uh, you know, Cerro is freezing. You know, um, you know, Frente Frios are not these, they're, they're actually cold air. Cold front, That's just right? coming down from the north. And so, um, yeah, I, a lot of people will just be weather reporters and they're great and they're friends of mine and they take the weather service and they do what they do. Um, I actually suffered through a second degree, suffered meaning I'm not a math mind. I drove my math tutor into the state mental hospital uh, for tutoring me in, in calculus three, physics three, really, uh, statistics, a course that incorporates all that plus weather, and so everything's based on math. Everything's numbers. We learned that from the Matrix and uh, way back when, old school <laughs> reference. Um, but we're and you know chaos theory of math flap of the butterfly's wings that's based on weather so you get through the math part and then you're in an area like I've been for 23 plus years you start to learn the climate I knew the cold front this afternoon was going to gust up the winds on the west side but really not cool us down kind of like on Sunday so I went with the same high as Sunday and we're you know we're there we're, we're there right there boy time's flying isn't it you know, it is yeah. This is insane though yeah. that you can actually predict um, the weather and you're able to tell you're, you're kind of in tune right now with the weather. Yeah. So, you know, talking a little bit about your career and, and, you know, taking this new approach, what is next for Chuck DeBroder? Well, you know, for 14 years I've been helping people with hypnotherapy too. That's my second passion. And I help people stop smoking, lose weight. Uh, get rid of phobias, anxiety is a big issue. Because man, if you watch the news for five minutes, uh, you're like, you're, you're going in a corner and you're crying. Even yeah. scrolling through Facebook. Oh, enough, I'm like, right? what the heck? And fake news or not, it you know. And so what you have to realize, we can only control ourselves and we can change our state. We don't need drugs, we don't need alcohol. Maybe a basil Hayden's whiskey a little bit, but not much. I haven't <laughs> tried it yet, but I'm sure it's excellent. Yeah, very um, oaky. Oaky. Um, it's all about the aging. Yeah. Um, but you don't need that to change your state. Uh, Tony Robbins, who was a, a motivational guy, he's one of the biggest in the world, but I followed him before he was really well known. He was out of Canada, hypnotist, starting, he would stop people from smoking, help people. And people would come in and like, Tony, I'm depressed. And he's and their shoulders would be down, their breathing shallow, looking down. He's like, okay, sit up like you're happy. Okay, put your shoulders back like you're happy. Breathe like you're happy. Think happy thoughts. How do you feel now? They're like, oh, I don't feel that depressed. I, I feel happy. Oh, it's magic. No, that's how easy it is to change your state. And with hypnosis, um, with even yoga, which drops you into a hypnotic state, meditation. Right. We all need to take some time out of the day and just mentally change our state and say, you know what, I don't need to be pissed off. I don't need to be depressed. I don't need alcohol, drugs, or whatever. You know, may do that for recreation, but I don't need to do that for changing it. my state. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so I love them. So I'm doing hypnotherapy, helping people out, get a hold of me, Facebook, Twitter. Facebook, Chuck DeBroder, Certified Meteorologist. Twitter, Chuck DeBroder, and Instagram, WXChuck. And I love Instagram because it's instant. We were yeah. talking, <laughs> Facebook holds you hostage. Yeah. You gotta pay them money. You gotta pay a little bit of money. And, you know? uh, but so I'm doing that, and then I'm doing the next week, um, we're shooting for next week, you'll start seeing a video forecast like you did on TV of me That's in front awesome. of some graphics. Excited. Uh, and we're still that. posting the graphics twice a day. In fact, I've got my little homework right here um, of doing the numbers, and I crunch the numbers. I'm more accurate than I was on Channel 9 because Channel 9 wanted you to dedicate as much or more to social media than you did to TV, and but they didn't want you to suck on TV. So you really had to dedicate more to TV. Right. That's your main job. But um, now uh, I get up at uh, 7 in the morning and all the numbers I crunched the night before, um, she gets up and reposts all the graphic redesigns uh, she talked about the Mexican Revolution today right. and made a graphic and uh, Viva Mexico. There we go. We need some Viva Mexico. We should have. We this this I call Irish NyQuil. <laughs> Jägermeister is German NyQuil. Jäger, I and, cannot do Jäger. And tequila is Mexican NyQuil. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, yeah. Jäger, um, yeah, it's. It's, it's uh, crazy, yeah. huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's definitely crazy. Chuck, I'm super excited to see what you have coming, especially the videos. Uh -huh. um, oh, and, and the interview show, too, coming up. Yeah, and mm -hmm. the interview show. So you got a whole bunch that you're And working. you guys are helping us because we need some tech advice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we yeah. got Sosa over here. Yeah, okay. The man behind the camera. Good. We'll help. <laughs> we'll buy you lunch and, and you know, put, fill up your gas tank. That's all I can do. So tell me a little bit more about that hypnotherapy. Are you doing private sessions for people? I do, yeah. Really? And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that because I been on this uh, meditating streak right now mm -hmm. on 94 days I've been posting it on social media because I'm using cool. this app 10 minutes a day is all I'm doing but I've literally seen my anxiety go down like I, I couldn't before I couldn't even get on an airplane and not sit aisle without having a panic attack and now it's like I'll, I'll sleep through the flight like comfortable See, meditating it's, helps oh it really you know we're all vibrating this table's vibrating yeah. this bottle I believe in quantum physics. Mm -hmm. Okay, when we're first dating, you know, a woman, no matter how nervous she is, her vibration is like this, right? And a guy who meets a beautiful woman, wants to meet her, our vibration is all over the place, right? So she's like, oh, he's kind of cute. And then she's like this, and we're like this, and something doesn't match up. And so she's like, oh, uh, okay, no, he's this kind of a creep. Weird. We're out, okay. So the saying slow your roll really applies to quantum physics because if you slow your vibration, which meditation does, and yoga, and hypnotherapy, you match. And not only with other people, you match with yourself. You slow down your anxiety, you slow down your phobias that are all invented in our fantasy world. Right. We spend 86% of our day in our subconscious, our fantasy world, and then we have a bodyguard, a bouncer, called the conscious mind. It's a garage door. In hypnotherapy, I raise the garage door. You're still gonna remember everything, pretty much. Uh, you're not going to say or do anything you don't you have a different do. identity no 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 up. but what happens I talk to the subconscious and say hey 
you're a smoker, look at your black tar-filled tar lungs. Uh, imagine chewing on five cigarettes and swallowing it. The taste, um, the smell of cigarettes on your on your jackets and everything. And I incorporate taste, feel, um, smell, sight, everything into that. So the next time they grab a cigarette, all that flashes in their mind. They're like, nah, I'm going to put it out. That's right? insane. So um, again, our conscious mind, our bodyguard says, oh, Chuck's a smoker. He needs to smoke. But if I can raise that up and tell the subconscious mind, tell the bodyguard to screw off, we're not a smoker anymore. Then he's like, oh, Chuck doesn't need to smoke anymore. He's not a smoker. So, That's, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I, everything is mind, right? Yeah. Mind is the most uh, most. Right now, powerful. all four of us here, and then the studio audience, which is watching outside here, yeah. um, all of us are perceiving this situation differently. And it's all perceived by our subconscious mind. So, um, I uh, have to thank Alex William Smith in England. He's my mentor, who goes by Jonathan Royal. Um, in hypnosis and psychology. He boiled down Maslow's hierarchy of needs and all this stuff that you pay colleges tens of thousands of dollars to get a degree. And in psychology, you know it, if you're a major, you've got to get a master's, then a doctorate, then you'll make some money. Other than that, you're not yeah. going to make a lot of money. And all that is boiled down to just, we need to be loved, needed, cared for, appreciated. That's all we need. We're human. Yeah, that's what humans. We, yeah, we need we need those needs, and then from the age of birth until seven years old, now everything's imprinted in our mind. So if there's some bad shit that happened in your household, it's imprinted in your mind, and whether then we you think about it or not. Yeah, whether you think about it or not, and then we blame that for the rest of our lives. Move on, and the NLP, which is based on hypnosis, on Milton Erickson. Uh, Bandler and Grinder, who started it, and I went to a Bandler lecture at CU years ago, uh, who started neuro-linguistic programming, but all that now is being used in the media when everybody says, moving forward, and as we're moving forward, that means forget all your past, and actually it's a good two words, but they're hip hypnotic words and to get you... And it has a big effect. Yeah, because forget all the... And now politicians and news people, everybody... Uh, losing sports coaches, uh, moving forward from our 15th loss, um, you know, and you forget everything else. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a We're reset outside. button. Yeah, it's a reset. In, in, in your mind. And, and really, that's what hypnosis is. It's like pushing a computer reset button, you reset, you're fresh, and uh, you're vibrating at a smooth level. That's insane. Yeah. I know we actually are super... We talk. We have a lot of talks about that vibration uh -huh. frequency and things oh, like yeah. that. Oh yeah, and it's real. I mean, even on tests that I've seen that they do on water, you know, and testing the the frequency uh -huh. with water and how it turns into shapes, really also tells as far as moods too, because we are water based. Me meteorology. You know? We're in an ocean of air, and the air behaves exactly like water. Uh, we have an upper wave coming through tonight. There may be some cheapy cheapies, as we say around here. A little bit of sprinkles, 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 a little bit of light rain overnight from this upper wave, but it's a wave, it's a ripple, like in water, coming through our atmosphere. And if I say an upper wave instead of an upper level trough, 
people are like, what, a pig trough? What, what is a trough? But if I say a wave, people understand a wave. Yeah. So um, you have to use some metaphors sometimes mm -hmm. and, and people Especially understand. for your audience, Yeah. depending who's, who's listening, right? Yeah. What is your audience like right now on social media? You've been blasting you know, a lot yeah. of content right now. You were up over 10,100 on my professional Facebook. I've not been this high uh, when I was at Channel 9. Um, and please like the Instagram and, and, and Twitter are blowing up. We're looking at other formats too, just some uh, like formats that aren't used that much but have dedicated audiences like Pinterest and what else? Pinterest and, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tumblr. There's, there's, there's literally, this social media uh -huh. game is a living, breathing thing. Uh -huh. Somebody said Tinder, and I'm like, no, no, that's you can't. Remember when you want I don't know. Yeah. No, but I'm 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 out there. My Snapchat game's not there, but Snapchat's kind of gone down. Yeah, I, I honestly think that a shift has gone a little bit more towards Instagram because yeah. Instagram has a lot of things that Facebook in uh, you know incorporates plus some. Yeah, I think it's a little bit less noise too because Facebook you could literally go off and you know put whatever you want, especially text-wise. Yeah. But Instagram is picture, so it's yeah. it's very, very to the point. If you don't get attention right now, away. I still do a paragraph of weather for the nerds that want to read That's it, but, good, yeah. but, you know, the graphic is what is important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So, coming back a little bit to El Paso, obviously you have a huge passion for El Paso, and El Paso is definitely a city where you see yourself, you know, going forward. What is some of your favorite things about the city um, some things that you absolutely first love about the people are real and um, they're nice uh, you know I've been in big cities I've been robbed in Miami I've been robbed in Jamaica <laughs> my cousin got robbed yeah. visiting me for the first oh, time yeah. in Miami <laughs> oh I got off on the wrong exit and you live there yeah. I got on the wrong exit and it was before they stopped making rental cars look like rental cars, remember that? And okay. they were jacking everybody in a rental car. And I started busting out a little flow about this guy, rap, uh, just a little rap about this guy jacking me. He had a gun to my head. What? My girlfriend thought I was crazy. He busted up crying, laughing so bad. He gave me directions back to the highway and he said, keep that up, man, you might make some money. Wait, wait, and I'm wait, like, you yeah. had a gun to your head? Yeah, and, and, and I was the original Slim Shady back in the day. Oh my God. And, and my college was like Last Chance You. There's a series about athletes that unfortunately like to carry guns into nightclubs and do some stuff so they go from NCAA uh, Division One all the way down to Pueblo, Colorado. And we had badass football and basketball teams, but most of the, the guys were from Northern California, from Oakland, and a guy by the name of Spoonie Beach taught me how to flow. And so then I incorporated some bilingual um, uh, rap towards the end. And I <laughs> do that, I've done stand-up comedy a couple times really? here in El Paso, and I used to do it in Denver years ago. And um, there, was some, there was a place called the Night Owl or something down here. It, oh, closed, yeah. up, it closed up down the street. But um, I came there, my friend Rick was manager, and Christy was a bartender, and um, uh, I just went in there on a winter night, and uh, they said, uh, next up, Chuck DeBroder. And <laughs> I didn't add myself to a list or anything, and so That's all fun. these new comics had notes and everything, and, and I just told stories about my life, and, and then uh, some comic goes, 
I, I don't even want to follow Chuck, man. I've got all these notes <laughs> oh, and everything. Like, you know, but um, and then uh, Boomtown, which I still call Boomtown, but it's Neon Rose now off of yeah. Wyoming. Oh, okay. uh, Sister Bar of Monarch. And I uh, love shout Monarch. out to Alfred and Chief. The, Monarch's, uh, Monarch's awesome. I love that uh, food. And then uh, Boomtown Jesus, which would make a great band name. Uh, Jesus, my friend, is the manager at the living room off of Piedras. Okay. Because now all the the gentrification has gone up into the hood of Piedras. I've seen it, and, but I uh, love it. I love it. And yeah, so the old is... Carter's Flowers, the lady is still putting out bouquets in the back in her house, but she gave uh, uh, Mike and Joe, uh, Mike, who's he and his brother own all the Artivinos in town, and awesome. then uh, Joe uh, is also a co-owner. And they've, they've given me a lot of love, let me shoot some videos there. And I do hypnotherapy there before they open. Really? In their uh, uh, side, like, little eating room of the, because they've got some great food there, too. Really? Uh, mainly appetizers, but, the, you know, sandwich paninis and other stuff, but uh, good. really good food. Some good food. Um, so I'm, There's a lot of that here in El Paso. Yeah. And now that I don't have a job, if you could give me some free food, send it to Chuck DeBroder. <laughs> Charity fund, feed Chuck, <laughs> please. Um, We're gonna put a, a link here. Uh, I need to start a GoFundMe for. <laughs> Why don't we, yeah. Chuck? And people think that I made a lot of money. They're like, oh, dude, and I still have people that want me to contribute to uh, their stuff and everything. I'm like, the I'm donation. contributing to my mortgage and my car payment right now, <laughs> yeah. and to eat. And if it wasn't for my wife supporting, I would be, you know, hey, is that you know? I joke that you know. Um, I'm working a double shift now at the Red Parrot. Uh, I only strip for the strippers, and <laughs> I wear a Lucha Libre mask. So, I so have, don't a, even know I have a lot of ones and fives right yeah. now, so if you need change. but That's good. Um, That's how you're taking it to the bank for the mortgage yeah, note. <laughs> I $2 bills out there. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, how I know, I don't know. Bachelor party years ago. Yeah, long mm -hmm. time ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Chuck, favorite part of El Paso, obviously the people. People are great here. The food. The Ooh. best, oh, and um, the scenery, a mountain in the middle of the city. People were shocked about that. I love that you could be on the highway or in a lot of streets, especially on the east side, uh -huh. and get a, a scenic view oh, yeah. of Ciudad Juarez and the mountains, you know? I My book that's coming out, and it's been trademarked, wow. it's called Living Ghetto on Rim Road. Um, <laughs> I, I lived uh, on Rim Road for 15 years. Wow. And I paid for six years, $450 rent, no lease, no damage deposit. They played wa uh, water. It was the only house on rim not fixed up, but I would walk out my house and see over as Total Juarez downtown and uh, the mountain right there. And I could look in the backyard and see the entry to Crazy Cat. And I thought, how lucky. And when I grew up next to the mountains in the foothills of Denver, my parents' house looks at Red Rocks Amphitheater, the best outdoor concert venue in the world but looks right there and um i never appreciated the mountains and you grew up next to it so i would force myself yeah and eventually after 15 years of living there went up to 600 dollars a month for four bedrooms three bathrooms living on rim road it needed help she went in there and there were <laughs> other creatures from the royal living <laughs> in my house been there longer you know, than you guys yeah, <laughs> you know uh, I feel like, uh, you know, the, the mouse family that was there, I was part of their family. <laughs> yeah. Me, me hey, Chuck moved in. <laughs> Chuck moved in with us. Yeah. And so, um, but they were roadrunners and wildlife. And um, 
so now I'm living over there on the west side, but we've had a bobcat in our backyard, and we're not even high up on the hill. We've had, uh, we actually, she's had a little raccoon until one day it was eating, drinking some water out of the little thing that she has for the birds, and a hawk came, right, and took it away. Took but it's all about nature and survival <laughs> the circle, of the, the fittest. Of life. I'm actually a vegan, but that oh, yeah, is, that's yeah, cool. it's life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That sucks for the record. Oh, lick it up at Monarch. Yes, I that's I love them. Actually, right now after this, I'm gonna go. We had a podcast two weeks ago with Zona uh -huh. Mexican Grill here. Oh, yeah? I don't know if you've tried it no. yet. It's here in downtown. It's awesome. This food is so Mexican authentic, but it's vegan. They have chile verde, chile colorado, and they're having a big event. It's vegans at night. So they're having a bunch of different uh, Thanksgiving foods that are all vegan. And that sounds funny. It's like, vegans at night. Because <laughs> yeah. normally, they're only out during the daytime. Because we don't no. eat during the day. <laughs> no. um, but vegans at night, the Autobana um, quesadillas over at Lick It Up, unbelievable. Yes. And he's from Juarez, a street vendor. I love it. Uh, and he converted all his food to vegan. Now, have I talked about too many issues right now? And I said I was a talking animal. Is no. that fine? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I think we're, I think... But I, I love everything about El Paso. Yeah. And Juarez, too. Juarez is, is amazing. Juan Gabriel, I go by his house, and, you know. Really? Do you like, you like to and go now, out there? And uh, now, uh, the song, No Tengo Dinero, really means a lot to me now. Because, <laughs> that's your jam right Yeah, now? that's my jam. <laughs> we'll put that on the podcast yeah. in a bit, for sure. So, where do you see, you know, going forward, and we just laughed about that term, yeah. you know, forgetting yeah. the past. Yeah. Going forward. <laughs> going forward. Um, where do you see El Paso in the next 10 years? Oh, we won't recognize it. Yeah. But now it's the money and it's the morditas, as they say. Morditas. Uh, the bribes. We call it lobbying here. It's <laughs> yeah. legal in the U.S. Here's the lobbying. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. Please lobby. Cheers. Chuck Broder. Top golf. And, uh, you know, I'll even be a lavadora. I'll clean up <laughs> some money for you. Um, uh, again, it's a bilingual cast, and I, I'm just practicing. But, um, no, we will see this new uh, skyscraper going up here like we don't. Yes. I mean, I'm all excited. of them are empty right now, but build another one. Yeah. Darn it, it'll make her. People are going to come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people will come. People will come. Will come. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I love the, the culture, the art. Here, we have so many artists, painting, drawing, right. musician-wise. Yeah. And... That's what I want, and you, that's what you're doing. Right. You're interviewing the talent of El Paso. Definitely. Getting them exposed, and that's what I want to do. It's just like people that have uh, held on to their dreams and just went after it. And, yeah. And I'm, I'm a Lower Valley kid, still just trying to make it, you know, but I think... LV. LV, it's all about the LV. Yeah, and then they say, oh, no, it's the Mission Valley. No, hell no. <laughs> It's the Lower Valley. Yeah, it's the Lower Valley. I know my, my girlfriend too, she's like, that's not the Lower Valley. I was like, oh, that's the yeah, Lower yeah. Valley. It's called Lower Valley. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Just but, like my shoes aren't fake. Right? They're not. Oh, I bought them downtown. Okay. Yeah, but they're, no, There's but they work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, with this podcast, that's exactly what we wanted to do is really just shine light on people here in El Paso. I have mentioned this plenty of times on, on podcasts before, but... I think that mentality seven years ago, you know, when El Paso was known for not buying tickets for events mm -hmm. to now has definitely shifted. And now I think the city's more supportive, especially of local, you know, everything local is definitely getting a lot more spotlight. 
And there's so many people and doing big things, you know? What the heck? The, the Winterfest parade the other night reminded me of Denver. Right. Of the traffic, you couldn't move on the highway, yeah, nowhere. Everything was... And then everybody was trying, and try means to fail with honor, um, to get downtown to then not be able to see any of the parade because there was no place to stand. But I really love that. Yeah. But it also shows you how entertainment starved El Paso is. Yes. And we are growing so quickly, we need more entertainment. And not just 15 water parks. Okay, it's great, it's hot, we yeah. want to go, but we need some different variety. Yeah, a little mix of everything. And I think you're starting to see it, especially with so many military that, that's coming here. Mm -hmm. You're getting a, a little taste of a lot of different cultures, which before was 99% Hispanic. Now you're seeing a little mix of a lot of things. You're even starting to see a lot of restaurants, Puerto Rican, Dominican restaurants. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm feeling like I'm back in Miami. I'm yeah, yeah. excited, you know? But it, I'm, I'm really excited to see the direction El Paso is going. I think from the last seven years, we've taken on this new approach and we're headed towards being a big city oh, here. Yeah, and um, now we're going to have the traffic. We already do, and if yeah. you go west side, I, I mean... I think we're going to have to deal with that for uh, the next 10 uh, years, yeah. too. Oh, uh, sure. you know, uh, just orange cones everywhere. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you're like, they're not even working on this Right, they start blocking off this I-10. Six months early, and I'm like, well, okay, still. <laughs> Where um, are the workers? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think once it gets going, I'm a little scared for the little, it looks like Hot Wheels track that goes over towards the Napra. Yes, and then I see it. Comes up, and I'm, I'm like, what if you get a flat tire on that? Is it gonna back up or what? But we took the new Paisano mm -hmm. uh, to the UTEP thing, and then now it goes downtown. Uh, that's kind of cool, yeah. Because um, you don't have to go on I-10; you can branch off. Not many people know about it; they they do now. But you go there, and there's no one on it, and you're right. you're going. But once they get all the traffic going in different ways, it'll be better. And even city city development too; they're taking a whole different approach. One with traffic; they're trying to incorporate a lot more access points, highways, and things like that. But now even with new construction, before it was just, you know, houses, 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 fill up as many houses as you can, and then don't worry about the flooding or anything no. like that. Now you have irrigation um, channels, you also have... Some you know, street trains, which I grew up right. with in Colorado, and then I moved to Lubbock, and they're like, no, we got to ply a lake with all kinds of lawn chemicals, dog poop, and everything else, just there <laughs> in the lake, and just it's a great mosquito breeding ground as well. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, wow. Um, we had all the water go underground and then it was uh, reclaimed and it right. was um, water that was used to water golf courses and other things, not for drinking. And um, so we'll, we're getting there. Right. Um, it, in the past, took us a long time. We're now speeding it up and yeah, seeing things. I've seen it. Now the Marriott yeah. took a long time, but it's beautiful. Um, San Jacinto Plaza to basically remodel and landscape a rich person's backyard for <laughs> six million bucks. It took, it took longer while, than the yeah. Chihuahua Stadium. Yeah, it actually did. But even but, all the all those things, you know, the San Jacinto, the yeah. Chihuahua Stadium, the new trolley that we got, the yeah, um, you know, it adds character. Yeah, you know, a hundred and seventeen million dollars worth of character. <laughs> yeah. And if you're a Wada student, you can go on there with Wi-Fi to UTEP and back. Yeah, and easy um, access. Like to see light rail go to East El Paso, back West El Paso, back. That'd be awesome. And That's when I become mayor. I'm oh, going to wow. make sure that light rail gets done. No. <laughs> Vote for Chuck. Vote for Chuck. Because like, we'll, we'll, we'll I'm on the reel. I'll tell you, I'll tell you <laughs> like it is. I'm like, who are you getting bribed by? 
because uh, <laughs> yeah. I need some of that money. And Would you it, ever yeah. really consider that getting? Uh, you know, I'd, I'd be an honest politician, which probably I wouldn't be liked by my fellow politicians. Right. But maybe you know, I would fix potholes. I would fix things oh, that people bug. You know, uh, and Domino says that they're going to fix potholes, and I'm on the line so much they've actually blocked my number. But I'm like, you know, you Domino's though? Domino's Pizza will fix potholes, and I want them to do it here in El Paso. Really? Now in Juarez they go broke, but uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and Juarez they just put two or three used pizzas in the pothole. Put some po pizza yeah. boxes. <laughs> and there we go. Um, but yeah, um, no, but I would do things that people need infrastructure. You know, um, we're getting the roads. Um, we'll probably outgrow these roads by the time they get for done. Sure. Um, but we need things for people that I think politicians say, you know, we've had current politicians say, oh, damn, we had to spend money on new police cars. Well, we don't have enough police for a city the size that are right. growing. We need to spend more money on stuff like that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, and we don't need to only show Northeast El Paso on El Paso on uh, <laughs> PD Live, PD you know? Live, yeah. You know, or, but I mean, um, really, El Paso still one of the lowest crime rates in the yeah, nation. Yeah, definitely. Um, lowest cost of living, uh, still one of the tops and the, the, the now the only thing is the property taxes, but we have to make sure the the property taxes are going to, in the right direction. Right, right. And Which not, is beneficial, you know. It's always a it's always a you know a pro and con for a homeowner dealing with property taxes. I mean, it's it mm -hmm. sucks. You're going to pay more. But at the same time, you're also keep in mind that your property value is going up too, mm -hmm. which that's definitely the the direction we want to go. Mm -hmm. It's different when pr property values are going down. That's when just ask some of the scary. Californians. Yeah, and, um, yeah, they, with all these fires, they have right? a two million dollar home that's now worth you know six hundred eighty thousand. Right, and you're like, wow, and I still owe this yeah. amount of money. I still owe two million. Yeah, yeah. So, but property tax money that goes to where it should go, definitely, and not into the FOP. I call it. Friends of politicians, um, yeah. you know, uh, so the Christmas funds of some, mm -hmm, some families. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, I hear you. Well, Chuck, I'm super excited to see what you got going on next Thank week you. and check out your videos and also just see your growth on social media. I think that you are going to be one, and I'm really like, quote me on this, but you're going to be one of these, um, you know, individuals that are going to change and disrupt a market that has been there for, you know hundreds of years, you know, the weather channel and, and just news in general haven't taken that approach because I think there's some stubbornness too on it, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes people, there's cognitive dissonance, you just don't want to believe mm -hmm. the facts even though they're there in front of you. So I think taking on this approach, you're definitely going to disrupt this market. And I'm really excited no, to see that. And, and you know, that's what I want to bring, positive change to weather, right. information distribution, people can get it when they want it and when they need it. And they don't have to wait around till six o'clock. They can get it on demand, and then uh, they could get it on. They'll the way eventually home. see Chuck if they want to see my big ears. Hopefully, <laughs> they won't see, or my big nose. <laughs> but um, you know, again, uh, be yourself. Go after what you want in your life, and do what you love. And that's what I'm doing. And that's I'm awesome. doing it in the place I love here in El Paso, El Paso in the borderland. Texas. Well, yeah. we're all rooting for you. To end off the podcast, I always like to ask and you know get some feedback from you even though we talked a little bit about some food. Um, what are some of your favorite places in El Paso to eat, to hang out you know, with the mm -hmm. wife, and to celebrate? Maybe go out, have a drink. Okay. Or... 
All right. Well, mentioned couple uh, to eat. Boy, uh, La Madeline. Uh, over the uh, over on the west side, just had that. That's why it popped in my head. Uh, Mexican food wise, El Toro Bronco oh, is, El is good. Yeah. You know, you get a Toreado, so you get the El Toro. You <laughs> get the checks, you know, checks you know, in El Paso. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah but you want uh, you know, uh, Don Cuco is good, but the their taquitos are taquito. You know, <laughs> but uh, it's a taquito. Yeah, yeah, they're a little, little small. And, but you know, I like the water style. The tripas have to be crispy. You know, bouche. You know, all that. I can. Uh, I love all food. Um, Me too. And uh, what other restaurants we go to? Little Shack. Little love Shack. Love Little Shack. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Shout out to the camarones, uh, the shrimp, and there's salsa. There. There's oh, salsa. But it's... then you start eating it, and your tongue's burnt, and then you eat your your fish taco, <laughs> and, it, and your tongue's on fire. But it, it's, it's good. good. You can't stop. That's a good sauce when you can't stop eating. Yeah, you're it, like, you damn this. You're hot. sweating, and you're just like, <gasps> yeah. Oh, and Lapa Lapa, which is like a little shack off of Red Road on on oh, the I west side. Uh, Stevo's on the uh, Steve east side. Um, good eating. Yeah. Uh, east side is blowing up. It, it's east like side. a whole other city. Much love to the yeah. east side. Here east we side go. of El Paso. Make oh. sure you guys are all following Chuck. Yeah. What about to hang out? What do you guys hang out? Well, I was hanging out in Monarch Boomtown and living room. Living room is a hangout. Um, my buddy at uh, Aviators. Aviators. Uh, super um, fun. Albert. Um, and then uh, Kelly with all the beach bar, beach house. Kelly, uh, yeah. who owns that, um, Coconuts in the LV, Lower Valley, Lower Valley. Um, Coconuts Wing Shack down there, uh, shout out, who else am I missing on some of the bars and restaurants, Rico at Dewey's, um, uh, gosh, all these people that, um, I, I like to support local businesses and, yeah. and, and local people that do it big, you go, to, you know, you can go to the Twin Peaks and all that and get a corporate price for a corporate beer and, and yeah. you know. Um, we could go local. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's close to 29 degrees. You know, <laughs> and Not too you know, far off. <laughs> right? Uh, Tecates, uh, Lone Stars, uh, PBRs. As long as you can get them cold, they're all right. Yeah. If they're warm, you get a hangover halfway yeah. through. Yeah, uh, just the, the taste gives you mm. a hangover. <laughs> no. What so. about to celebrate? Go out. You know, the big. Maybe a, a big club. We mentioned some bars, but oh, is there clubs? any big clubs oh. that you'd like to? Ah, oh, I, I went out to Born and Raised, and boy, those people know Born and Raised are fun. They they can put it back there, and the, yeah. and the owners that the later later. You did um, a, a, a little promo for, for, for brunch, the brunch, right? Yeah, the yeah, brunch is insane. Yeah, they they had semi trucks of liquor pull up there, um, and uh, I didn't make the brunch. I was there the night before. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, from what I heard, it was one of their most successful. Uh, you know, I like Blackbird, you know, it was one of the originals opened up before the stadium and the Poe twins that uh, the ZZ Top beard twins that yeah. were um, But for clubs, man, I used to hang out 101 back in the day and many yeah. re reincarnations of 101 the three locations One, two, three, yeah, four used... actually when it was sold downtown. Okay um, and Panache and then uh, you know, like we were talking off camera People were like, Chuck, dude, always see you at Cincy, you know, back in the day <laughs> yeah. when I was single. I was like, okay, first hold up, what does that say about you? <laughs> yeah. If you always see me, you're out, but there was the loft. Now they painted the weird mur mural. Yeah, it looks that. cool, but it doesn't. They're starting to fit. do some different things yeah. out in Cincy. They're bringing it yeah. back to Yeah. 
Um, the Faded Barber, uh, yeah, Mike Armstrong is a mentor business-wise, friend of mine, I forgot, almost forgot to mention him, but you know, he opened, he, he ran the Monkey, uh, Barfly, awesome. you know, wow. back in, you know, the big then ones, yeah. Dickie, uh, Dickie Wilms, and, yeah. yeah, we're hopefully going to um, get him on here soon. Um, yeah, uh, College Dropout, yeah. Dizzy Duck, owns everything. Uh, Whiskey <laughs> Dizz, El Paso Nightlife, yeah. yeah, it's insane. I went to the country bar twice. I saw um, one like pop band from California, California Rock, that played at Whiskey Dicks. Then I saw uh, uh, Johnny Lee, who looking for love in all the yeah. wrong places. <laughs> um, on uh, went out there, but I've known Dickie for years. And, yeah, he's he's a good guy. He's smart. I got to thank my sponsors, Poe Toyota and Drive Auto Collision, for my graphics. If you'd like to sponsor a Chuck DeBroder graphic, just hit me up and we'll yeah, work definitely. out a deal. But yeah, yeah. I was, my next question to you is how can El Paso help you? You know, on your next endeavor, um, what can we do as a city to you know help support support Chuck my sponsors and and support my pages? Like it, tell your family to like my pages. We have a new YouTube Chuck DeBroder channel, uh, soon to have a website where you'll see some writing uh, from Chuck uh, about certain things. How does winter weather affect pigs is one of them um and, and animals actually animals <laughs> um and uh um all kinds of stuff uh mosquitoes that last through the winter especially here um weird things that are weather related cool. but no i'm you know uh i get to sleep more soundly now uh there's almost like a weight lifted off of me tv is a different kind of stress and you're making a lot of money for other people that are giving you a little, little bit of it. Right. And so when you work for yourself, you got to hustle to, you know. That. Definitely. Yeah. yeah definitely. I mean, I'm a I'm an independent contractor. So and for real estate, you tough. need to go right over here to Manny Carrera. Follow me at Carrera underscore Homes if you guys aren't already, which you should be. And make sure to follow Manny Carrera Homes on YouTube. Also, Whiskey Wednesday podcast session on iTunes, Spotify. YouTube, the whole nine yards. We're on 13 different flat platforms. And so. if you buy a home during the month of December, you'll get a Chuck DeBroder and Manny Carrera housewarming gift. There you go. There we You're going to get weather, your weather forecast for I'll the I'll do next a weather month. forecast live from your living room. If you <laughs> that, buy a there house we go. From Manny. You heard it first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, thank you so thank much. You. I Topo appreciate Chico. you. Yeah, Topo Chico. Get out. Chuck DeBroder. Here and make sure you guys are tuning in every single Wednesday where we're gonna have influencers, entrepreneurs, movers, and shakers just like Chuck DeBroder here. Thank you, man. Thank you again. Appreciate, Appreciate you. We'll see you guys soon.